Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Honest Soul Conversations podcast, the motherhood series. We're in a world full of people trying to paint a perfect picture. We keep it real with you because let's face it, being a mom is the hardest yet least acknowledged job there is. And someone needs to remind you how amazing you're doing. So whether you're a new mom, a seasoned mom, an expecting mom, a stepmom, if you consider yourself a mom in any way, this podcast is for you. But it's not to provide you the best tips in parenting, but to acknowledge, celebrate, and honor all that you go through in this crazy, beautiful journey. My name is Maria Sarnatora, and I'll be your host. So go ahead, reheat your coffee, come back and hit play when you're ready, and enjoy some new time. Because let's face it, if anyone deserves a break, it's you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our very first episode. Again, my name is Maria Sarnatora, and I'll be your host. I thought I would share a little intro on myself. Uh, I First and foremost, I'm a mom of two boys. My oldest will be four next week, and then I have a almost one-and-a-half-year-old, and I'm expecting another baby in November. So full-time mom. I also work full-time as well, and I am a, a corporate training manager. However, my background is in mental health counseling, and I also uh, am an author. So most importantly, again, I'm a mom. Um, I also have a fur baby as well. And the purpose behind this podcast is really to provide a space for moms, right? To be themselves. You know, when we were younger, at least when I was younger, no one talked about how hard it is to be a mom, right? So we just kind of thought, you know, it, it can't be that hard. But then when I became a mom, I was like, oh my gosh, this is really, really hard. And so much of it is on you. There's such a mental load. There's so much that goes into it. It's emotional. There are so many parts to this job. And I say job because it is a job and it's a never, and you know, I, I go back and forth with this because, you know, some people can say, well, you know, you should have known what you were getting into or don't complain. And let me just say that nothing that I'm doing on here is saying that I don't want my children or that I don't love my children or I don't love being a mom. I love being a mom more than anything in the world. I love my children more than anything in the world. But I do believe that we are allowed to say it's hard. We are allowed to say, holy crap, I need a break, right? Or just complain every once in a while because we're human. And that's, that's part of being human. We're not perfect. We can't do things 100% all the time. And it's a job that, you know, you're on the clock 24-7. I was up last night at 2 a.m. with my son who... I don't know what was going on with him. He's usually a good sleeper, but apparently not recently. Um, and he didn't get back to bed until 3.30. So, you know, it, it's, and then we're up at six today. So yeah, it, it it's a never ending job and it's difficult. And I wanted to create a space for moms to really acknowledge that and really be honest, right? about what what we go through and our experiences so that we can all feel heard and you know 
understand each other and just be a support to one another. So this space is not for moms to necessarily like get advice on parenting. I mean, we, we might talk about that here and there, but it's really for you. It's for you, the mom, the woman who is the person that is self-sacrificing and is doing all the things for her family and her loved ones and is there and maybe doesn't always get to take a break for herself or doesn't get that minute for her. So we're here to talk about you, your experience, and really be honest about that. I am 100% all about honesty. Um, you'll, you'll might hear, you might hear dogs bark in the background of this. You might hear kids bark, uh, kids barking, <laughs> kids talk yelling and screaming in the background. I'm all about, this is what the real experience is like. Um, and because you know, that's, that's what it is. You know, a lot of times we're on Instagram and we see all these pictures of all this wonderful, you know, there's a lot of filtering and a portrayal of things being so easy and just just so natural and, and it really isn't always like that. Sometimes for, you know, it's a shit show and it's okay to say that. It's totally fine to be ourselves and to be honest with the world because this way other moms know, okay, you're not alone in this mess, right? We're here together. This is a roller coaster. Um, and that's why the name of this episode is actually called the roller coaster because it's really about, you know, motherhood being a roller coaster. You're up, you're down, your emotions are here, you're there. You're extremely, you know, filled with love. And at the same time, you're like, oh my gosh, please go to bed. I need, you know, I need a minute to myself or I'd like to shower and have no interruptions. Just, you know, it, it is a roller coaster. So, you know, it's all about hanging in there for the ride and enjoying it. But again, I'm also not the biggest like, oh, enjoy every moment because you know what? That's not life. Okay. You're not going to enjoy every moment and that's okay. And the whole point of this is knowing that these things are okay. So this is a safe space. This is a, um, a, a space for, for you um, to really just be yourself, own your experience, and understand that you know, you're not alone. We're all in this together. And so one, uh, what I'm going to try and do is talk about topics that not everybody always talks about because either we feel guilty, we feel a certain way about things, but then we hold this stuff inside of us. Um, and so one of the topics that I wanted to talk about today is something that actually um, is very appropriate for what I've been recently going through. I shared with you that I have two boys. I also have another boy coming on the way. And so the topic I want to talk about is kind of that gender disappointment that can happen, doesn't always happen, but can happen when let's say you have one or two kids already and they're the same gender or they could be different genders, but then you have your hopes on a specific gender for that next child and it doesn't turn out to be that way. And um, sometimes it can sting a little bit. I personally, when I always thought I was going to have two kids, so when my second when I found out the sex of my second child, I was disappointed. I grew up with a brother, it was me and him, and I thought, you know, I'll probably just have a boy and a girl and that's it. And uh, so I, I wasn't anticipating having a third child. I'm blessed, definitely, but wasn't anticipating it. And then when I found out that my second was a boy, I was very upset and it kind of, struck me how upset I was 
But at the same time, I felt incredibly guilty about being upset because I felt like, you know, here I am, I'm blessed to have even have another child, right? Some people are, are struggling to have kids, but now I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm upset that this kid is, is who he is. And that wouldn't, and that wouldn't, let's just put it, you know, well, let's just nip something in the bar right here. I love my son very, very much. And he is, you know, one of my everythings, but, but the point is here that I wasn't upset that he was who he was. I was upset because of my expectation was now not what I thought it was going to be. So it was almost kind of mourning this idea in my head of what I thought things were going to be like. I thought I would have a girl. Um, I always had wanted a little girl. And so that was just something I wanted for myself. And now I wasn't going to get that. So I wasn't mourning him. I was mourning the loss of an idea or picture in my head. Now my son is perfect. I've, <laughs> I love him to death. And so I don't regret for a minute him being who he is. But I think it's important to understand that you don't have to feel guilty about being upset. It's not that you don't want your child. You just had this idea in your head. And so things kind of, you know, got switched up and, and it threw you for a loop and that's okay. So I want to put that out there that we don't, we don't recognize that enough. And we get this kind of like shame about it. Like, oh my gosh, like who I'm such, I mean, I at least thought like, oh my God, I'm such a horrible person. How could I be like this? How could I be so upset about it? You know, what are other people thinking when they hear that I'm not so excited about being, you know, uh, uh, having another boy. Um, and then of course on my third time, right, it was kind of like, you know, in, in my head, I was like, sure. Yep. Of course. Of course it's another boy, you know? And then of course everybody around me who's pregnant now is having girls. So, so anyway, the point here is that I know I'm not alone in this. In fact, one of my friends reached out to me or I, I might've reached out to her. I don't know. But when I had found out that she had felt similar when she, she also had, has two boys and for her second boy, she felt the same. And I would have never known. We both had our different reasonings for, you know, why we had wanted that girl. Right. But I can't tell you how good it felt to know that I wasn't the only person who ever felt like that. And I think there were a lot of moms out there who feel that and feel the shame that comes with it and just kind of bury it inside of them. And I, I just want you to know if that's who, if that's you, you don't have to feel bad about it. It has nothing to do with your specific child. It has everything to do with this idea in your head, this picture that you have for yourself. It's like, you know, I related to like when my parents got divorced, right? Like I had this idea in my head that they were always going to live together and have, you know, when I had kids one day, I'd bring them to see their grandparents and they'd be in the same place. And so even though, you know, I had actually had wanted them to get a divorce because they had been rocky for years, the idea in my head of what my future would look like going to see them had changed. And so I mourned the loss of that. So this is very similar to that. You're mourning the loss of an idea or a picture in your head and you don't, you know, and this is your own personal experience and you don't have to feel bad about it. If, if you're in that position right now, just like, you know, I am with my third son coming on the way. I know I'm going to love him endlessly, no matter what, because he'll be perfect just the way he is. And your child will be perfect just the way they are. And for whatever reason you can, you know, there are people who keep going. 
me for one, I'm, I'm done. I'll be done at three. <laughs> but there are people who keep going for that next one. You know, this also comes with it, right? I get a lot of this. Like, oh, you're going to keep trying for that girl? No. <laughs> the answer is no. Not, no, I'm not. Um, and, and you know, it, that kind of stings a little bit too because it's like, how many kids do you think I can have here? You know, God bless anybody who can do that. I can't. I actually don't even think, you know, my body can do it. This is going to be my third C-section. I'm. It's not something that I think I can repeat again at this point. Um, and so it does sting a little bit because it kind of reminds me like, oh no, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get that girl. Even though it's my choice not to have another child after my third, it, it does kind of sting. So anyway, I have decided all of my dogs, they'll all be girls from now on, unless there's a boy dog that, you know, really needs me to adopt him or whatnot. But my, the plan is of girl dogs from now on. <laughs> Um, but I wanted to bring that up again because I know that there are people there who think they're alone in that and have that feeling. And if that's you and you want to reach out and share your story, um, you know, feel free to do so. Love to hear from you because, um, you know, the more that we normalize these things, the better it is for us. And then talking about, you know, as we're on the topic of, uh, you know, you're going to try for another one um, or whether it be you're going to try for a girl or a boy or whatever. Um, you know, there are people who have maybe one or two kids or, you know, one and, and someone says, okay, when are you going to try for the next one? Or when's the next one coming? Um, people don't realize that stings as well, because what if you are trying for that next one? And what if you're having a hard time, right? A lot of people nowadays, so many people, including people I'm very close with, um, have struggled with, you know, fertility. And even if the first time they were able to, um, conceive, or maybe they had, you know, uh, a rainbow baby after, you know, one or, or, or multiple miscarriages or, or just had a hard time conceiving in the first place. And here they are now with their beautiful rainbow baby or, you know, child. And now you're asking them, okay, when are you going to have another? And, and, you know, maybe they're trying and it's, they don't need to be reminded that it's, it's hard for them or it's not happening as quickly or as they would like it to happen. And so I don't think we often realize how that can sting as well. And there are people, you know, again, what if they only want one child or two children? What if they are, you know, what if they are happy and content with what they have and they don't want another. And that is perfectly okay. I think we need to normalize that as well, is that, you know, you don't have to do what other people think you have to do or need to do. You can just do whatever makes you happy, what makes you comfortable. And then the third topic, I think that stings more than people realize, is when you are pregnant or when you, you know, when you are you know, expecting, whether you're pregnant or you are adopting or whatever it may be, or you have a surrogate and you're expecting a baby, you know, a child, and people are telling you their opinions on whether it be names, uh, ideas for what they want for that child when it's not their child, um, expectations, it's just interesting. You don't realize how people kind of just push that on you. And you're like, 
wait a minute, what if I don't, you know, what if I don't want that? So uh, just a quick example, um, you know, my, my children, uh, have, uh, I, I am Italian and my husband is, um, Italian and, and, uh, and German and my children have Italian names. And, um, now with the third, I realized I'm looking for a name that sounds really good with my kids' names. And so now I'm kind of have to stay. People are, well, you kind of have to stay with what you did. So you, you started off super Italian. Now you have to keep those Italian names up. And I'm like, man, like, but there's so many other names I love. And, you know, I could totally, people are everywhere, you know, naming their kids, whatever they want. But for some reason, you know, it, when I mention things to people, they're like, oh, well, this is what you need to do now. And it makes you feel a certain way, even if you know you don't have to do that or, you know, naming a name after some, a relative, right? That's big too, especially in, in this culture, in the Italian culture and naming somebody after somebody in your family. Uh, and I love, you know, everybody in my, you know, I, I love my relatives. I love my grandfathers. I love my father, my father-in-law, my, I never met my, my husband's grandfathers, but I'm sure I would love them as well, but like the expectation that I, and not that I have to, but the suggestion to name a name from somebody just because, even if you don't really love the name and I, and I love, you know, I love my grandfathers. I love my father, you know, but I'm still don't want to name my kid that name, you know, it, it, the expectation that you have to do something or it's only right to do something that can still kind of come up for people. It, it just creates some pressure, right? That, you know, doesn't make you feel great. Doesn't make you, makes you feel limited. It makes you feel like you have to do something. When the reality is you could do what you want, you know, or people will say, oh, what names are you thinking of? And then you might name it. And then maybe they'll be like, oh, or they'll subtly make a comment. And you'll be like, oh, that's why they said that. They don't like that name. And then you're like, mm, oh. Or they really like a name, but they don't like another name. And then you're thinking, well, you know, it really isn't about them. And it's true. But it is important to realize that if you're somebody who has been doing something like that, who has nonchalantly been making comments or saying, oh, you need to do things a certain way, like give that mom a break. Give that person a break. It hurts. We don't need it. We, you know, it... it Keep your opinions to yourself if you don't agree, because why put something on someone or ideas on someone, whether it be before that child was born or after, with the comments, suggestions, thoughts about this, that, and I will get into that because there's, we can go on and on about comments that people make and things people make about when to start this or when to, you know, when to start with the solid foods and this and that and some, you know, sleep training and the baby books. Um, but the point is to be aware that these things sting. It hurts the people that are experiencing it. And I'm not saying they're sitting there crying over it, but it impacts us. So that's going to be it for today. <laughs> I don't want to keep you guys too long. Um, I just wanted you to get a feel of, you know, the type of things we'll talk about. Sometimes I will have interviews on this show. Other times it'll just be me. But something that you want to hear that you think would be interesting to, to talk about on here, feel free to send me a message. Let me know um, your experience or an idea that you have that you think would be uh, refreshing for a mom to hear when it comes to 
the truth, the truth about motherhood, right? Because the reality is no matter what, we end up getting hit with mom guilt. Like no matter what, we're getting the mom guilt. So we might as well understand that it's normal and, you know, and you don't have to, you know, let it take over. This is one hell of a roller coaster and we're all in this together, ladies. So whether you are a new mom, uh, a seasoned mom, you have little kids, older kids, whatever. We've, we're all going through it. We've all been through it at different parts of, we're all at different parts of the, the roller coaster ride. Some of us are up, some of us are down, some of us are, you know, right back at the beginning again. <laughs> um, but we're all in this together. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I hope that if you can have that peaceful cup of coffee or tea or whatever keeps you going, you know, I hope you can get that. You have just listened to the Honest Soul Conversations podcast with Maria Sarnatora. And I can't thank you enough for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, feel free to share it with others who may be interested. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Honest Soul Co., that's H-O-N-E-S-T-S-O-L-C-O. And if one of our topics today spoke to you and you want to share your story or hear more on that topic or others, email us at honestsoulco at gmail.com. Again, that's H-O-N-E-S-T-S-O-L-C-O at gmail.com to connect. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again and see you next time for some more Honest Soul Conversations.